This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury, and of course, this is Open for Business. Um, I want to speak about pioneering inclusive employment for all. And with that, I'm going to be speaking with somebody from Inoku. It is Lily Azura. She is the CEO, and they're a social enterprise that champions the future of work by bridging the employment gap between persons with disabilities and employers. With a focus on advancing the Sustainable Development Goals inclusion, they've served uh, numerous PWDs and employers nationwide. Inoku, previously known as Enable OKU, is dedicated to fostering a diverse and inclusive environment. They offer services like business process outsourcing and manpower provision. Their approach includes job preparedness, job matching, and job retainment for PWDs. For employers, they evaluate, they learn, they act, and they monitor to ensure the success of persons with disabilities in their roles. With all that said, Lily Azura, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. I'm happy to be here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here in the studio. Now, let's rewind a little bit then and tell me um, a little bit about the beginning of Inoku. We started from May of 2022. We were an incubation group from Seed Lab. So Seed Lab is a social education enterprise um, lab, which is which is actually a combination between uh, Tata Kusatusi Services and also Petronas. So this is their social initiative to impact entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, young entrepreneurs, to to provide solutions for social pain points. So the team, they, we were working on a few ch- challenge areas. So my team, we were working on, um, we were working on financial literacy at first. And then we find out that actually financial literacy may be something that uh, there's another group that's doing it. So then we found a, um, we found a blind person. So we talked to the blind person and we said, um, he is so talented. He worked so many uh, years overseas, but when he came home to Malaysia, he did not have any em- uh, employment. So we asked him, is there a, for the PWD communities, for the persons with disabilities, the communities, are, do they have access to entrepreneurship? So this man, he said, actually, the first thing before you look at entrepreneurship, you should look at employment. Mm. So that's when we started our journey in validating and finding the solutions, finding the pain points. What was the what was the real reason behind mm-hmm. it? So that's how we got into this space. And one and a half year later, here we are. Did it surprise you about how many pain points there were? Yes, definitely. So I was, I had... Um, I had a few cousins who are on the spectrum, autism spectrum. And so I've never dealt with a blind person before. And I was really impressed with the way that he was working his uh, technology. He was using um, he was using an iPhone. It was so accessible. He was using assistive tools better than we are. Mm-hmm. And he could not see. So and then when he was explaining on one of the, the key problems, the social problems that arise because of the unemployment, it's just something that... I think we need to do something. We need to step to. We need to step up, trailblaze, and let's just 
go ahead and do it. Mm. Yeah. Right. So let, let's talk about the kind of strategic alignment then. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see your mission align with, I, I guess, the broader sustainable development goals set by the UN, especially in terms of reduced inequalities and, and decent work and economic growth? We support for um, SDG goals. And of course, when you talk about uh, goal number eight and goal number 10, which is the re- reduce inequality and decent work and economic growth, right? So reduce inequalities, it involves inclusive hiring practices. So you must be able to have policies in place, framework in place to enable that they have the opportunity to actually apply for jobs and not get turned away mm. from just applying. Just mm. The first step is just applying. Mm. And having that, maybe just your your job advertisement should be inclusive enough so that they feel welcome to, uh, to apply. And then that's number one. And then number two is also on accessibility. So consider accessibility even in offices. If you do not have physical accessibility, digital accessibility, it creates that barrier for them all the time for Mm -hmm. them to even come to uh, offices Mm. for them to use equipments for example Mm. so that's on reducing inequalities Mm. and decent work and economic growth of course direct impact when you are able to um, empower them with employment that works for them Mm. you know um, then it gives direct impact you can just get um, salaries which are of equal pay for sure and then we are also looking at reskilling them. So instead of traditionally you are working in semi-skilled um, industries, maybe we can upskill them and look at technological uh, skills that they can upskill. Mm. So technological work they can upskill. So those are some of the things that we are looking at. Um, that's how we want to always look at how do we improve their economic growth. And one of the things that we are also could be exploring in the future is also entrepreneurship. How do they sustain businesses if those who are really limited, they have limited access to just employment, so maybe they can do something from uh, the comfort of their own house. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your, your business model, you mm-hmm. know, and, and how, and if it's evolved since you, you started, were there any kind of pivotal moments or decisions that significantly changed the direction that you're in right now? There is. Um, previously, we were, keep, we were working on the recruitment basis. So mm, if mm. we source the uh, source the first thing for you and then we get some compensation for it. And then there's also on the training side, training, we were just um, on training awareness. That's it. So that was the entry point to corporates. Um, so our target groups is corporates, B2B um, mm, mm. corporates. So then we find out that when we have more clients, we were running a proof of concept with, uh, with a company, with a big uh, ONG company. So we were testing the, the proof of concept. Then we realized that actually they really need help in not just awareness, but also on how they customize it for the specific groups that they want to um, empower this. Mm. So for instance, you have hiring managers who have dealt with so many talents before this, but they've never dealt with um, persons with disabilities. For instance, uh, how do you communicate with someone who is an amputee? Mm. Is that, that, may, that may be traumatic. And right now in the age of mental well-being, mental wellness and sensitivities, and all that has to be considered. Mm. So we were able to find ways to customize the training specifically for them. Mm. And we realized also that once we have placed them, they need the support the post-placement support, the monitoring and the support. So this is something that companies 
they have to they have to really um, embark on this, mm. understanding that it may cost more, but in the long run, it's actually uh, it can be beneficial for them. So mm. They would have a diverse workforce, um, and then they would be seen as supporting initiatives like this. Mm. So. So that's when we realised that, okay, maybe recruitment is not one way to do it. Maybe we can also, we push in the support first. Mm. That's, the, that's the enticing thing for them because they know that they need the support. Mm. Yes, you can provide it, but I need help and how to manage them. So that's why we were, we were thinking, okay, after this, we need somebody training. We need some in-house person that can teach, that can empower the line managers, the assessors to be able to deal with um, their fellow future colleagues. Folks, I'm in the studio with Lily Azura. She is the CEO of Inoku. They're a social enterprise that champions the future of work by bridging the employment gap between persons with disabilities and employers. We'll be right back after these messages. You're tuned in to Open for Business here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Behind Famous Men. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Open for Business. My name is Rich Bradbury and I'm in the studio with Lily Azora, the CEO of Inoku, a social enterprise that champions the future of work by bridging the employment gap between persons with disabilities and employers. Just before the break, Lily, we were talking about, you know, your business model and the evolution of that. And looking further afield, in what way do you leverage tech, I guess, because that's the big thing right now, to facilitate stuff like job matching, uh, to make sure the training is, is, is correct, and the support that the PWDs need as well. Um, do you use proprietary tools or do you leverage on platforms that already exist? Right now, we are we are creating our own. We are in the process of actually developing our own platform. We have a few assessment levels. We assess the skills of the PWD. Mm. This is to facilitate the job matching. Mm. So I have the skills assessments. We have background assessments, personality assessments. Personality is very important because mm -hmm. that's when we know the the um, whether or not this person. I have that synergy with the managers. Mm. So. So we have a different system Like we are, but right now we are just, just using basic Excel, but we are exploring, um, you know, um, Azure or Python or something like that. I'm not really in tech, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we are always exploring that in mm. terms of training. Uh, when we have that platform, um, then we can we are able to actually identify what are some of the uh, the skills that the PWDs have and what are the trainings that are suitable for them based on the traits mm -hmm. that they have and also their like learning the learning ability as well as to also match mm. with uh, companies 
what are their demands right now? Mm-hmm. So, for example, now computer science is on the rise. A lot of employers are asking for computer science talents. So how do we sort of find that possible training and that the right training for them? And that is through our uh, database, mm. our platform as well. So we are still working on it. Um, as we as we continue to accumulate the talents in our database, then we will have a more uh, a more good platform, I guess. Is it... Is the matching done uh, by by people, or, or is it done via machine, so to speak? Right it now? has to be people. Right, right, right. The, it, the connection, it, the thing with this, I, might, I know tech is is big right now, but it's not quite there yet, though. Yes, is it? exactly. Right. So mm. you're dealing with people. You mm. you're you're interacting with human personalities. Mm. So it has to be a human doing it too. So one of the ways that we want to be able to scale this is to have um, to replicate that training modules or that training concept to be available to other trainers too. So mm-hmm. we want to train people how this is our approach. Mm. So in the future, it could be this is the Inoko approach of assessing talents, mm. of assessing talents with disabilities. Mm. Okay, m- let's move on a little bit then about um, collaboration. Uh, obviously, you were part of the accelerator program for uh, Petronas Future Tech uh, and you've uh, Seed Lab as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let's look at uh, how you guys collaborate with other organizations and other other NGOs that are out there or even governmental bodies uh, that might help further this cause of uh, inclusive employment? Okay. Um, We have met in our validation process and even right now we have met with many NGOs and um, they all face the same thing. They all wanted to do, um, they wanted to do end-to-end. They wanted to um, source, they wanted to train, and they also wanted to do employment. Mm. So we always um, go out with, uh, usually it's uh, NGOs, we were telling them that maybe what you can do is just focus on getting them, getting them out, the PWDs, getting them into the space, because they trust you. The mm. trust is mm. with you because you've been around for many years. So with us, we have the connection with the employers. So we have the employers on our hand, we have the job possibilities that they can have. So why not work together with us? Mm. You you pull the talents or even sometimes even to a point that the talents come naturally to us. Mm. So we collaborate with them in that sense. So uh, sourcing the talents, pooling the talents, and then we also find partners that we can do on training, like skills training. Uh, in fact, not just on um TVET, they call it yeah. um, skills training, right? Yeah. We just also want to look at digital trainings, mm-hmm. for example. So we've connected with one, um, a social enterprise too, that they specifically train um, those with learning disabilities in tech. So they started from ground up. So we were thinking, why should we d- dive into that when they have already done they've it? They've already got it. Yeah, they've already we, done we it. We don't need to remake the yes. wheel. Yes, yeah. it's a collaborative effort. Right. So we need the support. That This thing is something that everyone needs to support it, not just like one person being, uh, I have to run on my own. Right? Mm-hmm. And in terms of government bodies, we've also connected with them on the, what are some of the available services now and what are some of the challenges, uh, challenges that they face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's funds. Sometimes it's just having people who could support the BWDs because it's sometimes it's a lot of work too for mm-hmm. them. And uh, we've also, like for instance, the government has these independent living centres. So it's not really known to many PWDs too, the benefits of have, having it. So we also promote their services 
to the beneficiaries that we have, the mm. PWDs that are on, is in our community, mm. we tell them that hey, this is something that you can use for mm. your own benefit. So, for instance, ILC, they have this service called um, you have a personal assistant. This personal assistant will be paid by the government. And so, but this personal assistant, his job, his or her job is just to uh, get that PWD somewhere to maybe from hospitals. You want to go to universities, but the PWD does not incur any cost. Right. So this is a, a promotion tool. So we collaborate in that sense. And also uh, one of the things that we are actively doing too, that when we engage our companies, we also tell them that when we cater food, right? So when we cater food, we also um, select vendors who have sheltered employment, for instance. So they do work on um, persons with disabilities, learning disabilities, and they produce cookies, um, baked goods, or they even produce like um, lunch lunch boxes. So we also tell them that, okay, like we are being through and through inclusive. Mm. All of our processes are inclusive. So that's how we collaborate. And we want to create more collaborations for sure. Do you think these conversations uh, with NGOs and even with government bodies have become easier nowadays with regards to PWDs? It is a bit easier. I mean, some somehow some people can see us as competitors, mm. but I think we just have to say to them that we have... We just have to collaborate at this point. Um, we have seen some who um, who also want to do the same thing, but we say to them that, okay, you know what? If this is the way that you, this is the path that you choose to go, mm. it's okay as long as the benefit is for the PWD. And at the end of the day, you know, we may use the same talent too. We mm. may just, they might go around and say, I want to upskill in this. Uh, this might not be suitable. Mm-hmm. So yes, but it is much easier actually. Um, it's just that there are some competitors, but it's okay. We welcome competitors. But the end goal is the same, right? Yes, end goal is the same. That's okay. The we need to take another short break. Uh, I'm in the studio with Lily Azora. She's the CEO of Inoku. They are pioneering inclusive employment for all, a social enterprise that champions the future of work by bridging the employment gap between persons with disabilities and employers. We'll be right back after these messages here on Open for Business on BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Business, finance and more. BFM 89.9 Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. FM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Open for Business here on Enterprise. I'm Rich Bradbury, and I'm in the studio with Lily Azura, the CEO of Inoku. They're a social enterprise that champions the future of work by bridging the employment gap between persons with disabilities and employers. Um, I guess, Lily, one of the questions I want to ask you is about um, metrics, and, and how do you measure that? So beyond job placements, what kind of KPIs do you have to measure the impact and the effectiveness that you're having on the industry? Um, apart from job placement, mm. number two is sustaining it. Mm-mm. How long can they stay in the company? Right. So if it's three to six months and then they move on after they have, they do not have that support anymore. So meaning it's not sustainable. Right. So there's something that needs to be um, adjusted. Either, no, something that needs to be adjusted. That's mm. number one. And number two is in terms of, we just want to see the, I, I mentioned before, our number of applicants. 
uh, when you see job uh, postings, right, it may not be inclusive to them. So we want them to apply more. So when you have more applicants uh, from the PWD group, so that means that you are doing something. So mm. with, with companies, they need to be able to measure that. Mm. Uh, number three. Number three is on uh, how many interviews do you do? Concerning PWDs, mm. they may not get placement, but actually you are working actively in creating that inclusive policies along the way. Um, so, yes, I mean, if you have more PWD interviewed, then you know that you're doing, you're making that path mm. for them. Mm. And you're making the right thing too for them. And you also understand what needs to be done for them. Mm. Um, yeah, so those are some of the key metrics that we, um, how we measure our success. And the other one, I guess the big one is, of course, on um, a step towards accessibility. If it's digital uh, inclusion, if it's physical accessibility, if previously the, this company may not have any, um, they have toilets, but it may not be accessible. Right. Right. You have a big toilet, but you don't have the special platform for yeah. the PWD to actually use. Yeah. So if you put in those um, based on our conversations, you know, even if it's not on commercial terms, right? But based on our conversations, you make that change. That's already an effectiveness for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. What about scaling? I mean, you guys are doing well right now. When you look around and you, you see yourself, what challenges do you, do you foresee when it comes to scaling this social enterprise? Mm-hmm. Being CEO, somebody who sat there overlooking all of these things. Yeah. These are things obviously that are playing on your mind. Yes, definitely. It's been quite a challenge. Um, number one, I guess, is replicating what we are doing. Right. Being very new mm. and uh, is also a very difficult space to be in. You have to have that girth. You have to have that mental mindset and to be able to want to do this. Mm. So how do we um, how do we create more people like us? It's like cloning or replicating more people like us. So what we've done is um, like what I'm acti- actively doing is I want the team to actually look at what are some of our principles. It's like, this is our principle. And if we want to replicate this, if we want to work together with, um, say, for instance, someone in Pahang or on Para, so we may not be able to be there. Mm. But what we can do is we can link up with organizations who can align to our principles and be able to execute right. that. Yeah. So that's one of the ways that we see that we can scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, developing our database using that. Then maybe we have that pool, then we can tell them, okay, we have this access and this can be a good, a good measure for you to know which... Mm talent where you want to go so that's one one of the two ways that I can think of that we want to scale mm. of course um, uh, in terms of scaling also we need a lot more um, collaborations with state governments because they have a different way of operating each, each state is different um, so you definitely need to work on like getting the right people um, the right organizations to be able to do what we do. Mm. And one of the other things that we are doing is also we are internally empowering the PWD to do it themselves. I ah, see. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. So they see the way we work and they were inspired. We were, we were running training programs and they were inspired by the way we were doing our work. Mm. So we were thinking, why not we empower them to actually mm. run our operations? You, maybe you go back to your hometown and maybe you can do this and we can support you in doing it. Mm. And then you can create more inclusive places and then the more people can come out, you know, and then they see that, okay, there's actually an opportunity for me here. Mm-hmm. So it's one step. So that's how we scale, uh, slowly scale. Um, so, yes. I, I think I, I want to wrap up with, with, with one question. 
I, I've saved it for the end on purpose because it, it's a question about money, oh. right? And yeah. with expansion, obviously, uh-huh. you're going to need funds. Yes. Um, and when, when when it's a program like this that really does need help, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it needs money. Mm-hmm. And as a social enterprise, how do you balance your kind of social objectives with, with your uh, financial sustainability? Mm-hmm. Um, are there any kind of innovative revenue streams or partnerships that have been particularly successful for you? Mm-hmm. Or is there other methods that you're looking at as well? Mm, right now, what, what works for us is when we have a good partnership with companies, mm. we have long-term contracts with them. So that enables us to show to banks, for instance, that we do have this contract. Yeah. Um, so in terms of fi- uh, sustaining financially, that is one of it. So maybe we have a lot of contracts with uh, companies and the, the, the contract that we are design, designing for them is not just on employment. We also do consultancy work for them. We also do on accessibility. So we have to get a, a few partners to work with us, of course. But um, that's one of the ways, meaning that we lock in long-term contract with them. Which also speak as a testimony, I would imagine, yes. as well. Right. Yes. Okay. So we lock in long-term contracts with them and then um, that actually get investors talking about us. Mm-hmm. So we have, uh, we've been approached by a few, several investors that wants to do this. So that seems like a good measure right now. And of course, um, training programs, we want to customize our training programs to be just more than just touch and go. We want it to be something that's impactful, something that can be measured, something that can, that can be applied. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, another revenue source that we are looking at uh, is um, in manpower sourcing and business process outsourcing. So one of the ways uh, to do this is we have to look at our pool of talent. What can they do? Mm. Meaning that not on the qualifications, but their attitudes, their skills that they have right now, how can we train them and find the jobs that can be that they can do. So one of the things that we've seen, like um, operating their own coffee shops, but they need training so we can definitely train them. Or even on, like, for now, right now is one of the tech things that I can think about right now is uh, machine learning, uh, face recognition. You need a lot of data points for that. So maybe we can do that and be able to sort of that, that is the part of business process outsourcing. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the most that I'm exploring right now, I was just thinking about it, was on how you can create also awareness through content creation. Right now, the big names like TikTok and Instagram, influencer type of uh, monetization, you know, monetization on content. How do we do that? Which means that we are also putting them on the spot. It's showcasing their abilities, showcasing what they can do, um, showcasing what needs to be done, like what society needs to do, but at the same time, just earning revenues and money f- mm. from that. Mm. Um, slowly getting into that. Um, and also, like, um, we've also applied for a grant. One of the things I want to do is um, try to get education. Try to lock in education. When you have quality students, when the PWDs are able to go into good schools, they can get education. They would be, it's almost easy. It's, I mean, <laughs> easier now they, for them to get jobs. Mm. So we want to focus on how do we upskill the current PWDs that we have to become teachers so that they can teach their community. Mm-hmm. And because they know the struggle, they mm. can share the struggle. Because we've seen that um, our education system also needs to be more inclusive. So that's one of the 
one of the ways for us to also support employment mm. by going back by from where it started, which is education. So that's one of the, like, I have a lot of ideas, basically. Well, we need to have, like, a lot of partners, a lot of collaborations, and um, funny is one thing. Like, that one is, if your intention is good, if what you're doing is clear and what you want to do is clear, I think the money will come. So I just read this a couple of months ago. If your vision is clear, what you're doing is clear, the money will come. Um, so, yes. Lily, thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you so much, Richard. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Folks, that was Lily Azura, the CEO of Enoku. They are pioneering inclusive employment for all, a social enterprise that champions the future of work by bridging the employment gap between persons with disabilities and employers. If you missed any part of the show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you normally download it from. We recommend the BFM app. It's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. And if you want any more information about Enoku, I will post it underneath this podcast and you can find out more information there we'll be back same time same place tomorrow on open for business here on bfm 89.9 are you open for business register your company with bossbelly.com malaysia's first online company secretary You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.